The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And it's AEW W or Nothing weekend, Memorial Day weekend, and it's time for the Duff McKagan joke of the week. Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan calling. Hey, listen, I was wondering what my parents did before the internet to kill boredom. Um, I asked my seven brothers and sisters, and they didn't seem to know either. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Slightly better than last week, barely. But thanks to Duffy, the way we love you for delivering every single Friday without fail for the last four years. All right. I got a few things to cover before we get to today's main attraction, a sit down with the Jericho Appreciation Society just before our big anarchy in the arena match at AEW Double or Nothing this coming Sunday in Las Vegas. It's all going down at the T-Mobile Arena, 8 p.m. Eastern on traditional pay-per-view, or you can stream it live at bleacherreport.com or on the Fight TV app. The Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club, Moxley and Danielson. Don't need to say anything else about that. It's been a long time coming, but it's here at last. Anyways, like I said, the Jericho Appreciation Society, Garcia, Hager, Daddy Magic, and Cool Hand Ange are coming up to tell our story. Before we do that, a couple of big announcements. First, tickets are available now for the Winnipegers' 100th anniversary shit mix celebration pay-per-view live that's right we hit 100 episodes and we're blowing it out with a live party celebrate with us lots of shenanigans kazoo playing imitations hand-drawn artwork will be given away to lucky winners during the show we are going to rock you entertain you tickets available at momenthouse.com slash the winnipeggers that is momenthouse.com slash the winnipeggers we're also doing an exclusive vip after party on zoom which will be limited to 50 fans again momenthouse.com slash the winnipeggers second announcement Fozzie save the world tour starts again in september in the usa and canada we had so much fun this spring that we're already heading back out. We're doing the East Coast, Canada, the the, the, the middle, middle West area, the, the heartland. We start September 8th in Columbus, Ohio at the King of Clubs. FozzyRock.com is all the dates and ticket information along with details on our legendary VIP meet and greets. Come rock with us, FozzyRock.com for all the info. And that's all right because we're getting going right now. The Jericho Appreciation Society starting here and now. On the eve of Double or Nothing Weekend, right now on Talk is Jericho. Oh, yeah. 
don't you kick it off with, uh, what has it been, 12 weeks or 10 weeks? What's it been? 12 weeks. <laughs> Give it to us. What, yeah. Where are we at? <laughs> the recognized symbol of excellence of sports. Entertainers. Entertainers. <laughs> hard D in there. Real hard D in there. <laughs> Pause. Phonetically online. Pause. So, uh, this is great. Uh, really enjoying uh, hanging out with my new group of friends, the Jericho Appreciation Society. And um, I thought since we're in Vegas and we're getting ready for a big uh, uh, anarchy in the arena that we should probably do a podcast together. It's something that Jake and I have done a few times with the Inner Circle back when we were with those schlups. And now we've moved up. Well said. Thank you very much. Uh, so, yeah, I just uh, want to get into kind of the whole history of, of, of the Jericho Appreciation Society and, and, and everything like that. So first and foremost... Uh, are you enjoying doing the uh, intro every week, uh, Matt yeah. Menard? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, yeah, what, what, I banged out like 12 of them. I think we got we to get some more this week. You are what <laughs> Pat Patterson and Jake knew him as well uh, would call, he's a gimmick. <laughs> what a gimmick. I said, you are the epitome of pro wrestling. Like, if pro wrestling didn't exist, you would not have a job. That's right. That is what you, he, he said yeah. that. It's true. <laughs> it's like you just love the whole, like, borderline ridiculousness of it and i think since we started this like all you guys are, are amazing that's why you're here but i think people are like oh my god daddy magic is best well, slash worst <laughs> <laughs> that's what's great though is like we can lean into it you know yeah we can really lean into it and there's no limits there's no rules really like no. anything like as ridiculous as you want to be you could just do it you're not going to get in trouble right i remember terry taylor said something very similar about you too it's just yeah, it's just he just walks like a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's kind of go back to how this all started. So, obviously, uh, Jake is, is was part of the Inner Circle. We were together for three years. And um, I'll do a little quick monologue. So, we were trying to figure out what to do with Eddie Kingston and Jericho. And we thought, okay. My original idea was Eddie and I would do a program where I said, like, you can't win the big one. And he finally beats me. And then we become some kind of a team or something. We didn't really know what but i thought that might be a decent idea and then things go a certain way i got hurt then he got hurt and then we had to take some time to to kill so to speak and then he mentioned to santana and ortiz that they uh didn't win the titles because of me so then i was like okay there's this connection with santana ortiz and kingston maybe they have an allegiance with him and meanwhile you guys were already involved being 2.0 and danny garcia First of all, before we continue the story, how did this come about, the three of you guys getting together? And talk about kind of a little bit how this whole thing even came to be, where you were attacking Eddie and me and all this other stuff. Yeah, that's so wild, eh? Like, yeah. we, we showed up in Jacksonville, and we just found out, okay, tomorrow night you're going to be doing a six-man tag, the three of you, the three of us. And this is merely days after you are at my dude, house doing the podcast. Dude, we was... were at your place on Monday? Yeah. Tuesday, we're in Jacksonville. Okay, yeah. so, so Kevin Owens says, hey, man, my friends just got uh, let go from NXT. Can you have them on the podcast and try and build some steam? Great. I have them on. I'm like, these guys, because literally, I never told you this. I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, I didn't say this to Kevin. I don't want these guys coming to my house. I don't even know who these guys are. Of course. But... But <laughs> who wants strangers in their house? In their house, no. right? I would, I would be so angry. But here's, the thing, but here's, here's how much Kevin, Kevin, I respect him. I was like, well, if they're friends of Kevin, he wouldn't call me to have these guys come over if they were dicks. So talking to you guys at my house, I was like, these guys are really good and they got chemistry. So I said to Tony. What do you think about using these guys? Oh, they're coming tomorrow night. I was like, you never even told me that. Did you know when you came to my house that you were going to be there on Tuesday? Yes. Yeah, we we knew. 
Uh, but like <laughs> assholes. No, but you can't. Like, no, let me see if I can help you out, kids. <laughs> Send me a tape and some pictures. <laughs> you think, you think this guy? What an <laughs> asshole this guy is. I remember after yeah, like, oh, no, what do you guys got come? Maybe I put yeah. him around. I was like. Well, yeah. <laughs> he might be there. We don't need your word, Jericho. So, anyways, continue. Yeah, so we show up at uh, at the Jacksonville tapings. The first one we're doing is the Tuesday Dark, and then we're going to do Dynamite, right? And I think we all wore black and red. So, and Garcia was doing dy- uh, Dark's lot and really getting you know some steam there. So, I think it was just kind of one of those things. Uh, Tony explained it at one point where he just wanted to do a mega match with like Mox King. Yeah, Darby teaming faces. with Sting, like yeah. the super faces, and he needed some some beatable heels. Walk in the yeah. door, and well, we're that some was your first heels. match in AW. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Think about this: you guys get let go from NXT for whatever reasons, yeah. which we discussed the last episode, mm-hmm. and now you come into AW. I remember thinking this right out of the gate: you're like in a main event match. Yep. It was insane. Like right. we, I, I remember being in the ring in Jacksonville, and we're live uh, on TNT at the time. And Moxley and Kingston are doing their entrance to Wild Thing, mm-hmm. and the place is losing it. I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah. How and did we end up right here? You know, and you, you, I can still like smell the summer breeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it puts me right back into that moment. The sunset. Yeah. Sunset. You know, I, I'm in a ring with two people I didn't even know. It was a it was a perfect storm. Yeah, I had done AEW X work a few times, and then I went on like a really what I thought at the time was a really big indie run. And they had asked me to do extra work again, and I kind of said no. And wow. then, yeah, I was like, I'm not really That's interested. Yep. And then I really turned up on the indies after that. And then they um, hit me up after. They said, like, Tony reached out to Pepper directly and asked if I could come in. Pepper not, being the uh, Blade. The Blade, the Blade, Well, yes. the Buffalo guy, because you're yes. from Buffalo. He's gotcha. my trainer. Okay, gotcha. And um, I didn't really know what it was for, but I was like, yeah, I'll come through. I'll see what's up. And then one of the production people came up to me and said, hey, we have a pre-tape. I'm like, that's random. I'm just sitting catering with like, I think Uno and the Reynolds or something like that. They're like, you got a pre-tape. And I have yeah. no idea what it was for. Right. And then I was like, with who? And they were like, oh, yeah. 2.0. I was like, who's 2.0? I was like, yeah. I was like, who are these people that I'm doing a pre-tape with? Yeah. And then we did the pre-tape and it actually, like it felt really good. Yeah. 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 It, it, <laughs> it like, felt it really good. Instantly is like, oh, we, we have a chemistry here. And like, it was instantly like, we get along. Like day one, it was like, we'd known each other forever. Like, Garcia was coming through Montreal as we were leaving to go to WWE. So it was like, it was him and the Buffalo kids were coming in and doing stuff. So it's like, we're familiar, but we didn't know each other. And then there's just that first day and it's like, oh, we've fr- yeah. hit the ground running from the first day. And I think like, like we could talk, right? We're very good talkers or whatever. And, and thank God for that promo, right? And I think Tony released it on a Tuesday, which is when mm-hmm. NXT airs. And I feel like maybe that was on purpose. For sure. It was. For sure. Right. It was. Yeah. He watches. Yeah. He knows. He knows so, what he's doing, yeah. obviously. I know Tony said, too, at one point. I can't remember where to who, but he said that the the group promo that we did, the first one, he was like, it got a lot of attention. So yeah. it seems like something that people would want to see more of. Because yep. I remember right before I was going to go out for my, I think I wrestled like Fuego on Dark the night before our Diamond mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I think I'm going to keep you and 2.0 together as a trios. And in my mind, I'm like, this is the most random thing that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but see, of, of course, I'm going to act like I love it. Yeah, of course. Know? But here's, here's one thing that's interesting about Tony, and I've noticed this since I started. He's really good. Obviously, he loves factions. He loves mm-hmm. group warfare. But he's really good at putting people together as tag teams. Yeah. He really is. Like, like you said, Danny, very random. 
Garcia and, and 2.0, but it really kind of fit. And like, mm-hmm. how does he know this? You know, it's like a like putting together Luther with Serpentico, Gaspar. It really worked. Or, or Griff and Pillman, like the, the acclaimed. The acclaimed. These that's, are just that's a huge. It, one. They didn't know each other before. Nope. They didn't, they didn't know th- each other before. No. Well, not, no. I had no idea. I mean, they might have known each other, but they didn't. They never teamed. It was just Tony saying, "Hmm, this might work." And it usually does. He's very smart about that. So when he put you guys together, and like you said, wow, it actually worked. Yep. Some instinct that he had told him that it would go that way. Yep. And then we had that match, and it's like it went super well. And I remember it was maybe the week after, or so maybe maybe even that was night. That sting just, in that one. Yeah, that was. I remember the, thinking these guys, yeah. all three of these guys, you know, from nowhere, and now they're working with Sting. Sting. Yeah. From from the warehouse and a to Sting. Match. Yeah. yeah. But you guys killed it that night. You guys were classic heel. Yep. You guys like played the part perfectly. The promos were good. Daddy Magic with the eyes. Mm-hmm. Everyone through the screen. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> like the dive he ate from Darby was just <laughs> just grit your teeth and do it for the gif. <laughs> yeah. You know, I knew it because I, I come face to face with Sting. I'm like, I just have to F and eat this. That yeah. might have been what got us the job. That dive, that dive from Darby. For sure. Yeah, that was square head before that. <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So here's the thing. So you guys are now a thing. Yep. And so Eddie and I, I came up with the idea that you would attack Eddie for whatever the reason was. Then you would attack me. And then when I came down or he came down, it wasn't to save each other. It was to get at you guys. Mm-hmm. Right? And right before I went to England is when we were in Chicago. And we did the famous promo backstage where, where Daddy Magic hit me with a chair shot like it was 1997 <laughs> or something. <laughs> Baseball it's swing. Fu- which is fine. But then... George, the sound guy. No, George. I flipped out on poor George. Boom mic like, in the shot. I was. It's like today with the fireball. The first fireball. The guy's like, oh, I didn't get the. Tw-. We just rehearsed it five times. Yep. You got the boom mic in the shot. I just took a chair shot. It's, I'm fucking Chris, dying. Cold. Yeah. One one thing I remember that. about that is you were yelling because you got hit in the head with the chair and we had to redo it. And you were like, I'm going to wreck this place. And in my mind, I'm like, what do these camera guys care if he wrecks this backstage area? Like, this isn't to get they back at the camera guys. Yeah, I'm like, what a, what a, what a threat. I'm going to wreck this place. Like, all right, like, go ahead. Like, it was go, like dad yelling at mom at the dinner table. Yeah, and go try, like, go, what are you going to do? Kick the steel cargo yeah, boxes? Yeah, go yeah. for it. See how good you're going to tip over the 400-pound box? Go for it. See how good you do on that. <laughs> See how that works out. So anyways, so so you guys attacked me on that. And then I go to, to, to Europe. I have issues. Uh, and then Eddie gets kicked in the face. He has issues. And now I'm like, what are we going to do? This is like the most cursed feud ever until Santana and Ortiz and Eddie start doing their thing. And I was like, this is interesting. We can now have some dissension here. And then the fateful moment where Daniel Bryan is going to align with Moxley and goes, we could bring in Moriarty. We could bring in Wheeler Yuta. We could bring in Danny Garcia. And Mm -hmm. I was like, is this a thing? Because if it is, now we've built up these three guys who have beat up Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Pretty big names. And now they're going to break it apart. And I was like, those guys got to stay together. They got to stay together with me. This is perfect. Yeah. It just hit me like, holy shit. 
like Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz have history. Mm-hmm. They do their thing. I start a new faction with you three guys and Jake, because Jake and I have always been together from right day one. And like, I need a, I need, I need a killer, <laughs> right? I need a heater. And so I was like, this could really work. So this is the that's the original idea that I pitched to Tony and said, what do you think about this? And I know it's a little bit weird, but let me ask this. Give Jake the mic for a sec. So inner circle since day one. It was time for us to break up. I wanted us to break up after we did the thing with, with Max and the, the pinnacle, and then I had the retirement match. If he beat me, and then I beat him. I wanted to break up the next night. Tony did not want to break us up. And I was like, like what were you thinking about the inner circle that one time? It was great, but it was kind of like, what more do we have to do? It, Stadium Stampede number two was just a high point for the inner circle. Yeah. Like, how, do we, how are we going to top that? So it right. just felt good to like ride off in the sunset off of that. But, you know, here we are again. And what I really love about the groups is you can do the storytelling. And the way when it went down, like, no one saw it coming. No one saw it coming. No one ever thought that Chris told these guys to come out and help him with Eddie and the boys. They thought immediately, here they come, sticking their noses into it again. Like they had for the last month. And so it all made sense. And it was just... It was really beautiful, and I think that's why the success is there, or why like the people are responding to it is because of the storytelling. The storytelling, that's what wrestling is. So, so when I had the idea, and then around that time we go to Bridgeport, and Eddie's like, I don't even know why I'm here. And Eddie's, Eddie has such a like I would never cut a promo like Eddie Kingston. He throws up so many red flags in my mind of what a promo is, but it's brilliant. He's mm-hmm. so good at it. Like I could never do what he does. Yeah. Cause I'm like, that's you wouldn't, no one would ever say that, but he does. And it gets over. And he was like, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't want to be here. It's pro wrestling. You want sports entertainment? Go down, the, go down the street. And the people started booing. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Sports entertainer gets heat in our fan base. Call up Mike Dawkins. Hey dude, is sports entertainer trademarked? Sure it is. It's not. Oh my god! Now I got another phone call to Tony because Tony started to get old. When are you available? I got something I got to tell you. I'm waiting for like three days. Like, dude, I got this thing. It's pretty crazy. What do you think? And he loved it. And that's what I was like, we got, we got it. And we, and and the other thing I was going to say is the original idea for this whole plan. The name of it was going to be the Citadel. I thought the Citadel was great. And then I said it to Tony, and there was no pop whatsoever. Then it was like the Citadel sucks. I need something better. <laughs> and I. He said Citadel sucks? No, I, he didn't say anything. He just no-sold it. Like, okay, I know him. What's a oh, Citadel? He don't like that. Citadel is like a, it's like a fortress on a mountain, like in Game of Thrones. Like the, 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 it's like a, a, a fortress that's you can't penetrate it. Ooh. It's a Citadel. That's tough. It's a good line. But it, and I was like, that's kind of stock. And I was looking at like the Art Appreciation Society or something like that. Some, some weird email that I got of like, if you like this then maybe you should check out the Art Appreciation Society uh, in downtown Detroit, February 6th at 3 a.m. I'm like, 3 p.m., what the fuck is this? And then the Jericho Appreciation Society. I was like, oh, now that's just cheesy enough. It's so pretentious. Yeah. It's pretentious. And now the inner circle is based around five guys, personalities. What if I do one where I'm so sick of the inner circle, everyone having their own opinions, that I just put together the Jericho Appreciation Society, and everyone appreciates me. Yep. Everyone loves me because I'm Jericho. So that's kind of the whole genesis of this thing. Pitch it to Tony. Now let's talk about how you guys found out about it. First of all, Jake, how'd you? Because I said I'm keeping Jake, 
And Tony's like, of course, I love Jake. Jake's great. He's great. He's great. That's good, right? Because yeah, I always say that's good. Jake is one of the most underrated guys in our company only Thanks. because whenever he's given something to do, he always kills it. Yep. Always. Always every time. No matter what it is. If it's a 1% thing, he's there. If he has to main event, no people match against Moxley with only Jim Ross commentating, it's there. So I, I just like, we don't have to get a new heater. I've got one. So how did, how did I explain this to you? Did I tell you how did that work? Um, I think it was the last time that the inner circle came together in your in your dressing room. Maybe probably about a month before it all went down. Maybe the night of that promo with Eddie when he interrupted us and was talking about the tag titles to Santana and Ortiz. He, he, he interrupted us when we were backstage. Yeah, right? when we were backstage. Yeah. yeah, and we were sitting in your locker room. And you literally said, "This is probably the last time we're gonna like be together in a room." And I, like, Atlantic City, maybe. right? Yeah, Atlantic and I was so, like, yeah. "I was like, no way, no way. <laughs> we have lots more." Yep. But it's it's always <laughs> wow. it's always cool to see your ideas because it's just like they're genius. Not to just kiss Not your thanks, ass man. or anything, but like take the wizard for example. Like honestly, when you first came out the week after the fireball with the wizard, I didn't know what you're talking about. I was like <laughs> I was like, is this pinball? What are we talking about here? And then you said that shit in the promo and I died. It was so awesome. Still to this day, every time it comes out, we're just yeah. I, I think you would, did you mention, I think you had said it on the rampage <laughs> yeah. that night and you, it was just almost like a throwaway line. Yeah. Like you just, I'll, I'll throw a fireball in your face. I'm a wizard. Like wizards throw fireballs, don't they? And someone's like, oh, the Gandalf. And I'm like, I don't even know what a wizard, like, do they do this? <laughs> I don't know. They just I assume seen, so. They do now. Seen fireball. <laughs> a wizard throw a fireball. Yeah. But, but that's the thing. So like, and, and, and you say genius and I appreciate that. But to me, one of the things that, listen, for me, the best thing that I can do is I'm really good at reading the room, shall we say. Mm -hmm. And I was just listening and people really responded to Eddie telling Santana Ortiz that it was my fault. And I was not a heel. And I was like, it's kind of a bullshit thing to say. But then I was like, well, take, take, your, ass out of your, take your head out of your ass. People were responding, yeah, reading social media and hearing yeah, you, you guys got to get away from Jericho. This inner circle thing is done. You got to go become... Tag him champions. Oh, so people are kind of over me at this point as a babyface. And I started saying GFY. Worst catchphrase ever. Jericho needs to go away. Jericho needs to go home. Okay, so they're getting angry at me, which means it's time to turn heel. Mm. Perfect. I love being a heel. Mm -hmm. Great. So I told Tony, I said, dude, it's time for me to turn heel again. I got to read the room. People are sick of me. They're done. Okay, great. There's one. Two. You guys were the three of you, and then now Daniel Bryan wants Danny Garcia. And I'm like, well, then what does it do to 2.0? We've spent six months building these guys. Mm -hmm. Why break them up? Why don't we just do a flip-flop and bring them with me? And like you said, and then what's Sammy going to do? Well, Sammy was the TNT champion at the time. He threw his vest down, his, his colors, his cut, and said, you guys figure it out. I'm gone. And he f***ed off. And so now Sammy's out of the equation. We've got those three guys there, us five here. And then at the same time, Mox and Danison join up and bring Regal in and do the Blackpool Combat Club. And I'm like, they're fucking perfect. They're wrestlers. And I'm mm -hmm. like, this shit literally is writing itself. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like you were saying with the sports entertainer thing, like that just, just comes up out of just something you hear from the crowd. So that's reading the room. The funny thing about it is it gave us an entire identity. A whole thing? You know, because that's what we just lean into. Oh, oh. Garcia now wears a Kangol hat. Why? Because he's a sports so my entertainer. Because yeah, okay. here's the Kangle thing, kid. Here's the thing that you don't know 
would you Danny wanted to call the match not Anarchy in the Arena Kangle Chaos and that's and that's Chaos Kangle Combat Kangle Combat and that's Combat with a K Kangle Conflict <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So what you don't know is I called Brian Dennison, and getting Brian Dennison on the phone is almost as hard as getting Tony Khan, because when, when Brian's out here, he goes home and farms watermelons or... I'm not kidding, by the way, he does farm watermelons. So I finally got him on the phone, and I was like, dude, like, I have an idea, and you might have the same idea. And our idea is, is, is we want to build stars. Do you want to do something with Danny Garcia? He's like, I just said that as a thing. I had no idea it was going to take. I was like, well, can you do your thing that's going to take without Danny Garcia? He goes, well, because I, I have an idea. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I can do Wheeler Yuta, and I can do this guy, this guy, this guy. And it was perfect. So we actually talked and it was like we're like it was like gms i want danny garcia i'll trade you i'll trade you i'll trade you gretzky and lemieux for garcia and that's kind of how it was because tony was like well danielson wants danny everyone wants danny garcia suddenly and i'm like no he's already got the relationship with with 2.0 we can really do something with this so that's kind of how that all came so tell me how you guys found out about the jericho appreciation society that was in atlantic city yeah uh on that stage. Yeah, on the stage. stage, stage. Was, which Trump, was cool because, like, yeah, it's Trump Plaza. Trump it's where WrestleMania was. Five was yeah, it? four yeah. and five. Yeah. So already that was like, oh, this is a this is a cool place to be. Did I send you a text? Yes. I want to talk to you guys or something? Yeah. Exactly. That was it. I remember, yeah, just getting a text. Hey, guys, Jericho wants to meet up. He has something to say. And I just remember thinking, like, like what could it be? Yeah. Because we kind of finished our thing right yeah. right like it, it seemed like it was finished and well i guess it's not finished i guess we're gonna try to attack him again tonight yeah. and because like we were playing we were playing the the the, the the supporting role to get you and king together right yeah, so yeah. this so that was our role in it we're like oh cool maybe we're doing something else really... so then uh we meet up just outside catering I knew what it was right when I found out that you pulled us off to the side. I knew we were going to join the stable with you. I told you this right I, after. I don't remember. I told you this right after. Right when you pulled it to the side, I was like, this is too serious of a conversation to just be like a jumping or a beatdown segment. I knew that you were asking us to join a stable. Maybe I knew there was I, something more to I knew it. I knew it. Mm-hmm. There, wasn't a, there wasn't a doubt in my mind once you pulled us off to the side that it wasn't going to be like a stable. I knew right. it right off. So right. I pull you aside. What happened? So uh, just right out the gate, just, all right, guys, so I'm going to start a new, uh, we're breaking up the inner circle. I'm going to start a new faction with the three of you guys and Jake. And uh, we're just like, oh, f-. Yeah. Business just picked oh, up. F- <laughs> like, what is happening? Because that's, you know, for, for guys in our position, like, you know, we were alluding to earlier, it's like, come from WWE, which is like, you know, it's, it's whatever. We didn't get a, I don't want to say a fair shake, but we just never got the opportunity. The yeah, but is, that's yeah. what it is. Exactly. No, 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 and no sour grapes about it. It is what it is. It's wrestling business. Yeah. And then we're coming in here. We're having this really awesome run w- with Garcia. We're, we really decided like, hey, we're going to do this thing. We are going to commit to doing this. And like since day one, we've had each other's backs and we're like, we're going to make sure that this becomes a thing. And we worked on it for, you know, six, seven months. And then you were saying the, the, the Daniel Bryan, uh, Bryan Danielson cuts did that promo. Did you know about that? Or did you just watch it go like, oh, shit. Well, we heard rumblings we, yeah. of it a couple of weeks before. He kept, he 
like anytime he did an interview, he would mention like he wants to work with Daniel Garcia, you know. So gotcha. in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, this is gonna happen. We're we're gonna probably split. Wasn't he like saying stuff to you about it too? Like back, yeah, I'm gonna, yes, I'm gonna steal joke, your son because right? we we're calling right? your <laughs> son at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brian, Brian's a bully, huge boy. Right? Little known fact, little backstage secret. He's a river, a, a real oh, yeah. bully. Okay, Brian Danielson, you might not think it is one of the all time best pro wrestling rivers and not yeah. in like he's gonna glue your shoes to the ceiling just in things that he says so, so it's he would, ridiculous he would, anytime he had the opportunity he'd go I'm gonna take your son from you I'm gonna take Daniel from you and we're just like hey it's just our livelihood yeah yeah, yeah. yeah thanks thanks, Brian. thanks Brian. Neil finally, I don't have bills to pay it's fine finally getting a little nugget of yeah, something yeah, yeah. and uh, here goes the rug and then he, he did that promo we're like oh it's done it's over. Yeah, because that, that was the seed, right? Yeah. Like, so here's my favorite part of the whole thing is when we were on that stage, backstage at uh, Atlantic City, and I tell, uh, the, you know, uh, 2.0, and, and here's what we're going to do. And Matt is like, oh, this is great. And yeah, yeah. Jeff is like, this is great. And Danny's just staring at me with this kind of stoic face. <laughs> I'm like, oh, does he not like this? <laughs> is he not into this? Because we're doing it, so you better like it, kid. <laughs> Get on board. And then I'm starting like it. Okay, all right, all right. What did you think? That's kind of just my demeanor when I get like <laughs> good news or bad news. Yeah, but leading up to that, like a lot of people don't remember this, but Brian's first like press conference at AEW, he like talked about me. Yeah. And, and like he called me his son, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And then every interview I saw with him, he was like, Yeah, I really want to be in a stable with Daniel Garcia. And then like <laughs> I think like Cody had like told me backstage or something that I was joining a group with him and like multiple people just kept telling me, like, yeah, you're gonna be in a tag team with Brian soon. You're gonna be a tag team with Brian. And Brian, like, no lie, like probably my favorite wrestler of all time. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so and I told 2.0, I, I was like, guys, I think I'm splitting up and joining Brian. Like I've been hearing this for a month. Yep. And you then rap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple weeks after that, Jericho pulls us off to the yes. side. And, 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 Jericho. In in my in my mind, in my mind, I'm like, I know exactly what this is. <laughs> so what did you think though? And this is you can be totally straight. Obviously, yeah. Dan, like Brian Danielson, like you mentioned, he is possibly the best wrestler in the world today. He's much more your style than, for example, that I am. Because I can't wrestle like you can. I don't know know a chin lock from a, from a wrist lock or a padlock i do but i'm just pretending that oh, yeah i can fucking out wrestle all you mother um but point being so what did you think were you like oh shit i didn't get the prize well at first um i told them weeks leading up after he had cut that promo about like what if i take you though what if i take daniel what if right, I take right, me? right and i told 2.0 and I, I remember telling them if it was just going to be me and Brian, I would be very happy with that. Mm -hmm. But if it was going to be me and Brian and Lee and, and you're just Uda, the guy, yeah, I would rather do. I would rather just stay with 2.0 and yeah. I'd rather join someone else. Right. So when you told me that, I was like, okay, like this gives me a chance to split away from these guys. Yeah. And on my indie run, like the one that really got me over on the indies, a lot of people don't realize. Like everyone thinks I'm just like this like technical guy. Like I got over like with my personality and with my promos. Yeah, you have it. Yeah, and I I was really grateful to be able I to could, show I, that other thing, side of again, myself. This wasn't just oh these like it fit, but also too like watching you guys like this is exactly like putting together the inner circle was each guy handpicked by me. And there's other guys at first that I wanted. I wanted MJF in the inner circle. I wanted mm -hmm. Fanta, uh, Phoenix and Penta in the inner circle. Would have been a whole different. Jake thing. since day one though, and 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 it would have been a whole different thing. 
And that's when we when like so when we're talking about the Jericho Appreciation Society, there was nobody else that I wanted. Like it just fit because the story we were telling, yep. it just fit. Now, Jake, what did you think? Because you now we're going, you know, we're going from Guns and Roses to freaking, you know, Motley Crue or whatever. <laughs> like, what did you think about it? Because we, we the Backstreet we, Boys with the yeah, yeah. Well, the Backstreet Boys is a great call. And yeah, wait, till you guys, wait till oh, you guys yeah. see our outfits oh, yeah. on oh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah oh. wait till you see our outfits. <laughs> I'm not even gonna take a, a picture tonight because I want a picture of the five of us in our outfits. But what did you think, Jake? Because listen, I appreciate your your input, and you yeah. were there since day one in your yeah. circle. We had a really good thing possibly the greatest faction of all time, and I'm not scared to say that or, or ashamed to say that, and created classic moments with Stadium Stampede and all the stuff we did, and pretty close as guys. What were you thinking? Possibly the greatest uh, wrestling faction of all time. 100% the best storylines I have ever been involved with in my career. Like the last, the first three years of AEW with Inner Circle, best stuff I've been in involved with, loved every bit of it. I hold all my Inner Circle stuff above everything else I did in yeah. my wrestling career just because it really melded into something special. So when it was going down, I was a little, you know, I was, you know, just like, hard to let go of it you know it's i like breakup. i like romantic comedies yeah exactly i'm not no definitely not nervous i'd follow you anywhere uh just you know hey, letting yo. go That's and true. like moving on to something something new it was, it was a little bit like huh and then I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't love Jericho Appreciation Society at first. <laughs> just the did. title. But let, me, yes. let me, but let me say this. Yes. Guess what else nobody loved three years ago? Inner, Inner Circle. circle. Stupidest name yeah, for a fact. I heard so many people yelling at me. It's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh, why don't you call it Inner Circle 2.0? Yeah, okay. It's so oh, obvious. Yeah. Yeah. You dummy. You fucking <laughs> yeah. idiot. I'm like, do you not know anything about me? I would never do that. <laughs> yeah. Inner Circle, that's these guys. This is different. Outer Circle. Go ahead, Jake. <laughs> yep. And so I was having a little bit of a hard time uh, letting go of it, but then you said that I've been with you since day one and I got to come, so I was like, okay, bye, guys. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, I'm with Chris. <laughs> and then your hot new girlfriend, Daddy Magic, came and you fell in love all over again. Now, 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 that's great that you said, let's get to this now. So the number one thing that I said to Tony, I said, I'm changing their names. I said, they have the most generic jobber names yep. of all time. <laughs> Matt Lee and Jeff Barker. And I said, yep. listen, <clears throat> I said, I said, I am so sick of the last name of Lee. Yeah, that is exactly what Tom said. We've got Brody Lee, and we've got Keith Lee, and we've got Trevor Lee, and we've got Matt Lee, and we've got, and there's, and there's, there's, there's 30 of them more. Yeah. Even when Brody came, I said, dude, get rid of the Lee. We've got too many Lees. He's like, oh, it's just kind of my thing. I was like, whatever, I'm not going to fight it. But, you know, there's so many Lees. Mm -hmm. And Jeff Parker, that sounds like a, sh a second string shortstop from the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> the guy who's working in an office. Yeah, yeah, an yeah, office yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Sell, nice selling cell phones. On my desk hey, I guys, like shortstop. Omaha Steaks, uh, Omaha Steaks, here's my card. Jeff Parker, <laughs> give me a call whenever you want to order, whatever you need. I got chicken breasts on premium. <laughs> And so, but and Tony, I think Tony came up with 2.0 because he did not want to get rid of 2.0. So we got to get rid of 2.0. Yeah. Done. So that was our indie name. We didn't want to use it. Like we, we tried to get rid of that name for years. You know, what's funny is, <laughs> is when we're on Talk is Jericho the first time, we're making fun of the name. Yeah. The next day, we're 2.0. 2.0 <laughs> again. Yeah. He loved it. Yeah. He got, loved I, it. Got a call from, was just, uh, from uh, Chris Harrington. He was just like, yeah, Tony really wants 2.0. He liked your stuff in Jakar and really likes 2.0. Yeah. I was like, oh, I hate it. But hey, what am I going to say? No. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So, so what, what did you think when I texted you guys? Like, I think no, did we get enough Zoom call or something? Like, like, like as Jake, yeah, we did. Know this. I we said, did. Yeah, I said, Jake, I said I got to talk to you guys. Can you get on a Zoom call? And you had we had you had to drop somebody off, right? To pick somebody up. We had like a fifteen minute window. And I was like, I got to talk to you guys. Yep. Let's talk about that. Yeah, you you just told us uh, you want to change our names. Yeah. And my first thought was, wow, we're changing our names again. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Also, All right. Jeff Hardy's coming in. That's right. So you have another Matt and Matt Jeff. Jeff. Like, you can't have We've got a Matt and Nick, a Matt and Jeff, a Matt yeah. and Jeff. And you guys are not. Yeah. we got another Matt and Jeff. It's got to go. It's done. It's got to go. And, like, we only used our real names because, like, we literally had nine days between our contracts running out. And, like, it, this all started so fast. And we're just like... Okay, our names are all over in the sheets and stuff like that. So why just are we use gonna, our real names? Why are we going to think right. of another fake name? Let's just use our real names and, and whatever. Right. Yeah, there, there's nothing special to them, but let's go. So when we had that call, you're like, I want to change your names. We're, yeah, all right. Yeah, Let, let's figure something out. Yeah, We're no problem. Talk, yeah, exactly. So here, here's so I have the call, and Dan, you see, is great, perfect. We got it. Red Death, it's awesome. I still have a great idea. If we, I want to do a match with Sting and Darby versus you and I, and I'll be the pain maker and you'll be the mask of the Red Death from a Vincent Price movie from the fucking 60s where he's all dressed in red with a red cloak. It's going to be great. Yep. Tough. And I got Jake Hager, the hand of the king, because he's the guy that's been with me the longest. Perfect. What am I going to have to do with these guys? <laughs> so I say, what ideas do you have? Yeah. You don't have to think about it now. Text me. Here's what Mr. Parker texts me. He goes, my dad used to call me Slick. Can I be slick? It's a jumping off point. <laughs> and I was like, there's already a slick in WWE. Probably yeah. copywritten. Doctor of style. Yeah, doctor style slick. You, you can't be. I think I might even text you on the side. I was like, he wants to be slick. There's already a slick. Let him be slick. What do you want from me? <laughs> oh, I was howling so hard. So then, so, so, so tell me kind of the, the genesis of the names. You, you start, Matt. Yeah. Because so by I, the way, I was like, Matt Menard. Menard is a cool name we've never had a menard in wrestling yep. it's like vance with dave batista he loved the name batista yeah we've never heard a batista or a cena or a menard mm-hmm. it's true yeah L- like so that's why yeah, i like so it. so menard is my mother's maiden name gotcha and so i already have feelings about it and then you wanted me to use it and so so you have those feelings yeah feelings in a good way or a bad way well, just like it's my name. Maybe like I'd rather another name. You know what I mean? It's your real name. Exactly. Yeah, gotcha. But it's, but, but it's cool. It works. So once you sit with it for a minute, yeah. I'm like, no, I like this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I remember the the a- MM. The MM. You know? Yeah, yeah. I remember Menard. we had to talk about it. You're like, ah, I, I don't like it. And I was like, I get where you're coming from because to you it's just a normal to name. To you yeah. it's your name. But to but me, it it's works. Like, that's a fucking name that people... Menard. Yeah. Menard. I and, like that. Menard. And it's like if, if Chris Jericho is going to tell you he likes it, I'm going to be like... Yep. Yeah, he, he might know something. <laughs> pretty good track record. Pretty candid. Like I, I don't. I just yep. say what I feel, and let's because to me, let's just make it great. Uh huh. If, if feelings get hurt, and same with with you guys, with me, if yeah. something's not working, let's just change it. Nobody's feelings get hurt. Nah. So we're 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 working towards making fucking history here, mm-hmm. right? And I, I had used the name Big Magic before, and I remember you said, think, "Yeah, right." You you had said, "Ah." I don't want you to use big because you want to use big for something else, no, right? No, we already had big, big hurt. That's right, big you're not the big. You're not big. He's big. <laughs> yeah. 
It's true. Could use bigger J- J- guy, Jake's pretty big. Us, but he's the big guy in our group. Wait, wait, wait. Frank Thomas sued <laughs> you? Tell the, the little side oh, you sued oh, your yeah, ass? Little side pass. Um, I think your dad gave us the jerseys. The New York Rangers had big hurt on the back of it. It was a little celebration yeah. for the champion in I posted like a, a caption on the ground and said the big hurt. I was doing the splash. Chris texted me and said, I like this. I texted Chris back. I was like, thanks. Can you help me get it over? And then the next thing you know, we're getting sued by Frank Thomas for five. <laughs> Five million dollars. Was it five million dollars? Uh, well, it was a threat to sue for five million dollars. Cease and desist, basically. Yeah, but we hadn't done any merchandise. We had just talked about it. We called it Big Hurt. Yeah. What's up, Big Hurt? Yeah. So and Frank Thomas is a baseball player. Yeah, right? Hall so of Fame first baseman, first baseman for the Sox, Chicago actually. Chicago. Yeah. And his nickname was Big Hurt. Yeah, and we even said, "Well, won't you come on Dynamite and wrestle me for it?" You know? <laughs> no way. What? Yeah, and you're also a baseball player. You're not hurting anybody. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Frank. Yeah. Thomas, yeah. talk is Jerry's your clickbait. Frank Thomas, go f his ass. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Print it. Print that. We made you current, Frank. <laughs> so, anyway, so yeah. So, any, but anyways, Big Jake is Big Jake. Yeah. And so, you want to be Big Daddy. And I said, that's not going to work. So, so, I texted you a laundry list of names. Yeah. I have them right here. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nice do preparation. Want, do you want to oh, hear them? Yes. Please. Go. Summertime Matt Lee. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. The hot property, Matt Lee. 99 degrees, Matt Lee. Prime rib, Matt Lee. Soft to the touch, always in style, Matt Lee. The genuine article, Matt Lee. $7 a gallon, Matt Lee. Hunk of meat, Matt Lee. The finest cut, Matt Lee. Magic Jack, Matt Lee. Fine wine, Matt Lee. Hot to the touch, Matt Lee. And now my maybe my personal favorite, the Mississippi mud pie, Matt Lee. <laughs> You're now just Oh, I um, love summertime, Matt Lee. I like that one too. Yeah, but here, this is before the Lee, and I was like, "Well, here's the thing: you're not Lee anymore." Because I hate, I have a, a real issue, a foible with Lee. I hate the last name Lee. If you're going to be a wrestler, never call yourself something Lee. Anyways, period. When he sits, uh, like, this guy's just. Uh, here's the, the other thing: this guy's just amusing himself, which I love. Mm-hmm. He's sending all these names that is making him laugh. Yeah. I love this guy. Like, who would send like? And believe me, I'm not in this category, but if, I don't know, Undertaker said, hey, join my faction, send me new names. I would not be sending Mud Pie. <laughs> Mississippi Pie. Mud Pie. And I was like, that, A, takes a lot of balls, and B, it's hilarious. Yeah. This guy is, this guy is great. Uh, but you never had, you never had the one that you used. Daddy Magic. No, that was, a, yeah, it just came up. But, you know? but, but did you say I want to use Daddy Magic? Yeah, because it was Big Magic. And then I always had in the back of my mind, if I have to get rid of the big, I would use Daddy. And then, and I was like, that's. I remember you came up with that when we were on that little ledge. You remember that meeting on the ledge, like right outside of catering? I can't remember what city it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I remember you were asking. Yeah, and you were asking them name ideas. I remember it was like, we were like being like real quiet. It was like a serious conversation. Mm -hmm. I remember you asked Matt, and like Matt was real close to you. And you're like, what are you going to use that big? And he's like, daddy. I'm going to use daddy. (laughs) Just like dead serious. And you were were like, I thought for sure you were going to shut it down. But he was like, okay, you're going to use daddy? And then you just went straight off to something else. Because, dude, because I I get it. Like, daddy, Matt, because I'm, I always look at myself like, as a fan, if I was a mm-hmm. fan, which I am, but I put myself back to like Saturday's main event. If I mm-hmm. saw a guy come on the camera called Daddy Magic, the f- balls yeah. that it takes to even want to be called that, this guy has something cool. It's right? that perfect level of ridiculous. Yes, it's, it's that. But once again, and Jake level. will tell you this. What do we always do when we're being ridiculous, Jake? How do we play it? Play it straight. Play it straight. That's it my straight. number one rule. Nothing is ridiculous if you play it straight. Hey. 
I'll throw a fireball on your face because I'm a wizard. It's not like, because I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard. I believe it. You want to around? I'll throw a fireball on your face. You don't think I can do it? Come over here. I got magic hands. That's how it works, right? So then we get to your name. Yeah. So I just put together a bunch of words and stuff like that. I don't remember what the list was, but I was like, I remember I sent like the list and I was like, so the jumping off point is like, here's some words that I go, I want to put two words together that don't necessarily go together, but we can marry two, you know, kind of like cool hand Luke. Right, right. And your reply was just, so why don't you just be cool hand Ange? And I was like, <laughs> all right, easy enough. Like it was just, it was right there. And I, I wasn't seeing it. Cause I was like, this is what I'm going for, but I'm now, trying to let, let me, let, let me, let me, uh, uh, Raise that, uh, match it, and raise it. I also have the list oh, that right. you came Let's up with. Go. This is more of a think tank of words and some names to spark ideas. Now, here's his <laughs> nickname ideas. There's some awful shit on there. Nice guy, yep. wildfire, wildfire, panther, the fixer, the professional, precise, pinpoint, charming, charming devil, agitator, instigator, cool hand, Luke, similar. Scourge, distinguished, distinguished, strategist, disarming associate. I remember looking at this. I said, all of these sucks, except <laughs> for one. Cool hand Luke. There it is. Similar. And I was like, cool hand Angelo. No, Luke is one syllable. Cool hand Ange. Yep. Now, why did you want to be called Ange? Because the original idea was you're going to be Jeff Angelo, right? Yes, it was going to be Jeff Angelo. And like for some reason, I was like, I was sitting with that. I'm like, I like it, but I feel like it's missing something. So my my full name is... Jeffrey Chase Angelo Parker. That's like there's like 18 combinations right. out of that. I used know. Chase Parker in WWE, so that's gone. I'm like, okay, hey, Jeff Angelo, but I still like I was still sitting with Jeff, and I'm just like, ah, I. Like, You're right, because the original plan was you're gonna be Cool Hand Ange, Jeff Angelo. Yeah, because like, Angelo's a cool. Jeff was just like, eh, eh. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm done with it. I thought Parker's decent last name. There's, there's no other, as far as I knew, there was no other wrestlers with Parker's last name. So I'm just like, all right. My grandfather's name's Angelo. So I'm like, all right, Angelo Parker. I'm so familiar with that name that I was just like, yeah, yeah, let's just run with that. And you said when you told your mom that? Oh, yeah. So I told, like, I didn't tell my mom. I made her watch the show. Oh. Didn't tell her I was changing my name. Nothing. So when you did the promo about it, Cool Hand Angelo Parker, like, Im- like I could timestamp it immediately. Just like, oh my God, I can't, what? I can't believe it. I'm crying. And I was like, all right, that, that's the right it choice. Yeah. To just, you know, it, I, I always believe that if you could pop the boys, you're onto something. If you can make your mom happy. <laughs> that's a good line. If you could I mean, pop your mom. Hey. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So let's talk about this, Danny, uh, when we started doing the sports entertainment thing. And the heat that I got, we got, right out of the gate is like, how the f*** can you make Daniel Garcia sports entertainer? This sucks. You suck. (laughs) AW sucks. I'm like, you just fell right into my trap, dude. (laughs) So how was that for you? Like the ultimate, like, pro wrestler, quote unquote, but you said your personality got you over. 
right? So everyone thinks I'm just like this technical wrestler guy. I don't but think that. Yeah, well, that's what a lot of people yeah, think on the, on the surface right. level. You know what I'm saying? And even a lot of wrestlers, they think that's gotcha. they think that's the wrestling I enjoy. They think that's the wrestling that I uh, that I excel Why in. Why do they think that? Is that the style uh, that you use mostly? I, I think a lot of people just see my wrestling as very surface level. Like they, I don't think a lot of people. Um, really pay attention to my matches that much. I think they see that I use a sharpshooter as a finisher, and they're like, "Oh, he's a Titan Go. He's just a Titan Go wrestler." You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I I love my delivery of that line. I think I think that's my favorite thing I've done at AEW. So I love far. the way you you pause and switch cameras. That that was sports entertainment right there. That was that was that was the best smile. It was perfect. Yeah, I thought it was great. Like I said, I think it's the perfect opportunity for me to show. Uh, different levels of myself as a performer. Yeah, different shades. Yep. Yeah. It's something we did this the original night, Jake, with um, when you came in at night one and the next week we introduced everybody, mm-hmm. explained who everybody was. Yeah. And I just remember, and there's another thing we'll talk about too, but I just remember like, like for me, like it's weird because like I, every, all your promos, I'm envisioning me just doing all of it. And then I'm like, okay, I'll let take it. This is Danny's part. This is, Angie's part. This mm-hmm. is Menard's part. We're not having Jake speak yet. In the original inner circle, Jake, Jake didn't speak either. There's a, there's a reason for that. But I was like, can these guys deliver? But I have to give them the try the chance because this is why we're here. Yeah. You guys got to learn, mm-hmm. right? And I remember out of the gate, like, oh my god, Pat Patterson gimmick. This <laughs> guy is embraced the sports center. This guy pulled out a switchblade comb today. <laughs> <laughs> Angelo did. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Who has a f-ing switchblade comb and is using it as a threat? <laughs> yep. Like you said, like I envision the Jericho Appreciation Society as a group of high school, you know, kind of like bullies is the wrong word to use, but just like assholes. But that, that's what you said. Do you remember? We're, we're walking through Gorilla once, all together, the, the, the five of us. And you stopped and said, we're just high school bullies. Because yep. yeah. we were chirping everybody yeah, that yeah. we walked by. We walk we're giving people by, yeah. shit, right? Yeah. And that's what you said. We're just I high te- school So bullies. I text Jake on the side, and I said, dude, I'm going to do a group text. I don't know any. These, I don't know what these guys are like, but let's jump in. Group text, JAS. Let's see what happens. I remember the first one was like, can I call you Daniel or can I call you Danny? Like, I didn't yeah. even know. Like, the first time I was like, I was super drunk. I'm like, I'm going to take us all to Paul McCartney. Yeah, that's where we're going. Where are we going? Still waiting on that. And I'm like, I'm going to pay thousand bucks a seat and then blah 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 and i wake up and i was like oh my god like fuck how drunk was i whatever but that was and so the the thing that i thought of was once again i'm looking at all three of you guys and i always like i'm not good at a lot of things but what i'm good at is show business and i'm like okay makeovers all mm-hmm. of them all of them so let's talk about the text that i sent you guys what did i say what was it you had mentioned uh, something about gene simmons right he said always look like a star there it is yeah. you, you know story chris Always look like a star. And I went to Gene Simmons' house to do a podcast at 9 a.m. one well, a couple of years ago in L.A. I show up at his door. I knock on his door. He's got a full suit. Uh, what's the little thing you put in the pocket? Uh, the pocket handkerchief. square. The pocket, pocket square. square. Hair is done, and his hair is like super hard. It's like a helmet. That's a West I'm like, bad. it's 9 a.m. What time do you get up at? We're not even doing video. He goes, always look like a star. That's fantastic like a star. advice. Yeah. This is yeah. right. Yeah. Always look like a star. That little piece of advice was just like, it, it was very illuminating. Right. It was like, yeah. Because like when we're doing our stuff together, like the three yeah. of us, it was like, we're trying to figure out, well, what's our look? And it was like, we didn't have an identity other than we're just shit disturbers. Like we come right. in, we try and beat people up on the side and then we get our asses kicked for it. 
So we had like a 2.0 t-shirt and jeans. We're just like, all right, I guess yeah. this is it for now. But it's like, we didn't necessarily have like we are now that we're 14, 12, 13 weeks deep into this. Like, oh, now we all have identities. So it was also yeah. like, what's the look? It was almost we like that text message gave us the permission to go ahead and be ridiculous mm -hmm. in a way, if Not, that makes yeah. sense. We all have like our silhouettes kind of now. Yes. Like if you see a silhouette of us, like you could you could right. still tell who you it is, tell you know, who's like the jacket, yeah. the suspenders, the tank top, the hat, you know, to you guys. And you can help me with this. Something along the lines of like, if we were going to the hottest club in Vegas, that's exactly and what our said. favorite musical artist was playing. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be freaking Kanye or it could be the Beatles, whatever, anyone in between. What would you wear to a exclusive party where your favorite artist is playing Knowing there's hot chicks and influencers there, what would you wear? Yep, I said yeah. it could be anything. Yep. It could be white shorts and a white shirt or no <laughs> shirt or, or whatever. Like what? What? What would you wear? Yep. And I remember just planting that, and that's what I want you guys to do because the inner circle I always loved, and, and and Jake and I have discussed this. It reminded me of the original Guns and Roses. You had five guys in the back of Appetite for Destruction. None of them looked alike, but they all fit together. Mm -hmm. I always loved that about the inner circle. Remember the first night for you, Jake? I was like, like pretend it's Ocean's Eleven. Mm -hmm. What would you wear? Mm -hmm. You always had that vibe. And Santana, he's street. And Sammy's just a kid. And I'm a rock star guy. But it looked good. And that's what I was like for Jericho Appreciation Society. Like, we need to look good. Yep. What does that mean? So when I said that to you, how did you what did you do? So it was that process of like, it's, it's exactly that. Well, what is that look? Like, right. what I, is it? I don't know what it is. And I remember Matt and I were talking yeah. about it a lot. Like, what is it? Like, Dang. you know, suits overdone, right? Like, okay, it's a... And we're not a suit. No. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I knew vibe. for myself, the second I read it, I was like, all white. Night one, I'm yeah. wearing all white. Yeah. I just knew leather jacket, white pants, I'm an asshole. <laughs> and we that's all wore summertime white. Summertime Matt Lee talking. <laughs> that, that's what it is. It's a summertime. Tall back. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I was tr trying to just figure it out. And it's a little bit like, I remember I went shopping maybe that week or the week after. And I just spent like a grand just on, just on a whole bunch of different things. Because I was like, I'm not sure what it is. But I was like, my first thought was like, okay, maybe if I go kind of boy bandish. Like there's something there to that. So I bought some stuff. And like one of the things I just had in my house was like, oh, I have suspenders. Okay, so the first week I wore like a douchey sweater and white pants, and I was like, I like the white pants, but the sweater does nothing yeah. for me. It's just, it's nice. Who's wearing suspenders now? Yeah. Mm, exactly. So I saw the sweater, I was like, it's nice, but it, like, it, it does nothing. It's not outlandish, it doesn't right. pop, it gives no reaction to me whatsoever. So I was like, I need to up it. So I was like, suspenders it is. And then I just, all right, <laughs> let's order 15 pairs of suspenders and go and buy ridiculous shirts. And uh, yeah, here we are. But Jake, you got some new stuff too. You never wore this stuff with Inner Circle. Yeah, I think it was a cool thing for me too. Um, I remember uh, part of the Inner Circle, like we were changing, changing up the look and going kind of back to black. Back in black. And you're. We, by the you, way, let me just say this: we tried to get back in black from ACDC. They wouldn't even call us back. Oh really? When we wanted Running with the Devil from Van Halen, they said, "If you pay us five hundred thousand dollars, you can play once." They're basically saying, "Go f yourself." ACDC wouldn't even call us back. But meanwhile, I go watch Applebee's commercial. Back in black. <laughs> you give Applebee's a song, but you won't even give us the time of day? For the check. Good check. Applebee's cut the check. <laughs> 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 we I, I bet you our 
boss has more money than Applebee's boss. Anyways, go ahead, Jake. So this is my Gene Simmons moment. Uh, Chris Jericho says, because like, we were showing up for a photo shoot, and I had forgot to like bring different stuff. I brought that's, my old stuff. That's right. And you're like, hey, always take the opportunity to change it up when you can, because right. we're always, always Always evolving. Yep. And so uh, I was all for it. Um, I wanted to uh, show off my body a little bit. I've been training yeah, a lot did. for the fight. Oh, yeah. And you've yeah, really you've, hey, you've hey, leaned hey. up. Yeah. I showed up I showed up one week like super lean and all I was talking about was like, you see Jake? He's super lean. I'm like, Jake, what about me? First it was Mox, then it was Jake. I'm like, well, you guys, I'm going back to eating Twinkies. Well, that's golden vibes right there, man. Golden vibes. Golden right? vibes. You do the Rodney Deja thing. You want to look thin? Hang out with fat people. <laughs> So go ahead. You yep. want to show off your body more as you should. Yep. And then I, I noticed that we were all doing kind of like one week uh, we were wearing red. One week we had kind of like a purple mix mm -hmm. in there with your jacket. Yeah, yeah. And then one week we all had kind of little intermixes of white. So like I didn't, I just like that we were all kind of like tying it in and didn't yeah. even really go. And so then I was like, okay, I'm going to start playing with this. And I, I did the all white trying to find out oh, a little more. Yeah. yeah but good. you know, just being ridiculous, playing it straight. I enjoy it and like you'll find it and the best part about working with Chris as you guys will see is like he accepts it he goes with it and he understands like hey this this could be be good. an artist yeah. be creative just yeah. just be be creative that's yeah. all I ask for which goes perfect segue into one Daniel Garcia Let's who go. has come up with the best thing ever <laughs> yeah so for my style like I'm in real life I'm really into like like streetwear and like workwear stuff like that like Dickies pants I wear really like baggy clothing, but I knew I couldn't do like baggy pants and a baggy shirt because I would just look I like hate that shit. Yeah, I know you do. I know, I know, I would look like a hundred twenty pounds soaking wet. Yeah. So I figured, okay, I can keep the baggy pants because that I just look better in that, yeah. and I'll just wear like a tight tank top up top, like as if I took a baggy shirt off, and that's what I was wearing right. underneath. Yeah, yeah. And like a nice pair of sneakers, I would always wear. But then one day. I can't remember exactly what it was, what made me think of it. But I just thought to myself, man, like Triple H, I always used to wear that backwards leather hat. <laughs> and, 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 uh, I was like, he always used to wear that backwards leather hat. And it's funny because actually on my Snapchat memories the other day, something popped up um, at my wrestling school that I train at. My trainer has a Shawn Michaels costume from like the 90s. And it came with like the leather train hat. Yep. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I, this is like my first couple months of training. I put it on backwards and I would do like Triple H impressions at the, at the gym. Like when Can he was on Triple Tough H Enough. Impression right now? Yeah, I'd be like, by the way, uh, your balls are hanging out of your shorts. <laughs> That's the my, Tough my, Enough. My, my, my favorite yeah. one, yes. my favorite one was, he goes, take a bump. Boom. He starts hitting him with fists. He goes, you ever saw like that in the ring? I'll tag you for real. <laughs> so, I used to do that at the gym all the time when I first started. And that, like, I have a picture of myself wearing the backwards, like, oh blue like Kangle hat. And I just thought to myself, man, like, I really want to wear this on TV this week. But I didn't have enough time to, like, get one shipped out or anything. So I went to the mall and I went to a Lids. And I could only find, like, the baby blue <laughs> Kangle ball yes! that, I, that I wore that one week. I remember so everyone good. busting your balls. Yeah, every, everyone And telling you, just forget Meanwhile, about it. I was like, this forget is about fucking yeah. great. Yeah, everyone backstage was saying, like, no, don't wear that. Like, yeah. you don't look good. You don't Who told good. you to wear it? Jericho, you guys, yep. and Ricky Starks, yeah. and yep. The Blade. Yeah. There you okay. go. The people who I know have my bags. I, yeah. remember, I remember the first time you put it on, you were like unsure about it. I'm like, no, this is amazing. He texts me. He goes, yeah. I'm like, hey, no. what do you think about a Kangle hat? I, I couldn't even text back fast enough. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. for me, my Kangle 
because I forgot about DX, but Kangle, so I'm a big Tarantino fan. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jackie Brown, which was the movie he put out after Pulp Fiction. How do you follow Pulp Fiction? Jackie Brown is super underrated because everyone expected like Pulp You can't. And all I remember is every person in that <laughs> movie is wearing a Kangle. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is your problem, Tarantino? Like, everyone's wearing a Kangle. And it's like, I haven't seen a Kangle since 1997. And out of nowhere, this 23, 24. 23. 23-year-old dude goes, hey, what do you think we were in a Kangle? And I was like, the Jackie Brown thing? Like, <laughs> yes. Double yes. It was so out of left field. I was like, yeah. this This is where this, like, th- this is the proverbial. That's when you got over with me. I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> yep. You don't have to do anything. Baggy pants, tight shirt, Kangle hat, done. Yeah, and no, I think once I started wearing the Kangle for a couple weeks, that's where I found my silhouette. But you also, like, you, you started feeling it. Like, yeah. this is pretty cool now shit. Now it just feels normal. To, to, no exaggeration. Like, I might wear it in normal life. Like, the leather one that I wear. Like, if I go out somewhere, like, yeah. if the occasion's right, I might just might wear it in public. That's just you now. Dude, I wore pants tonight that, like, my wife was yelling at me. They're terrible. They're, like, sequin women's pants. I was like, so they're She's giving cool. you a hard time. They're cool. Why are they, why are they cool? Because I'm wearing them. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's why it's cool. Because I don't give a f- yep. It's show business. Always look like a star. 9 a.m. Pocket <laughs> thing. What is it called? Pocket square. Pocket square. Hair done. That's show business, man. And that's why it works for us. Yeah, you know, every like pop star, like fashion, like icon, like Kanye West. No one was wearing like pink polos and backpacks when, until he started wearing them, and people yeah. were making fun of him at first. Then eventually, a couple years later, everyone's wearing pink polos and backpacks. I've learned this years ago. People can laugh. I remember. Imagine Kiss. Walking down the street in 1973, and people howling, yeah. "What are these losers?" Blah blah blah. You got to step outside the box. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we have done this. Now let me ask you this: as we start uh, kind of winding down, how has it been for you guys so far? Because we've done a, a great job, I think, of building this brand. Like like Jake said, like oh, I wasn't sure about Jericho Appreciation Society. Now it's a thing. It's it's been working. The ratings have been great. How's it been for you guys so far? Have you gotten what you thought you were going to get out of this so far? I'm having the time of my life. That's great. This is literally, and Matt and I say this to each other all the time, this is literally everything we ever wanted to do when we wanted to be professional wrestlers. It's exactly How do you mean? In what way? In the sense of like, you know, pro wrestling, like an art form, has many different types. You know, there's a lot of different types of pro wrestlers. We always love to be exactly what we're calling ourselves, sports entertainers to to its fullest, doing the ridiculous stuff, wearing the ridiculous outfits, doing the promos and, and telling the stories and getting these emotional reactions with playing different characters off of each other. It's literally everything we've ever wanted to do. Yeah, you're, you're in something every single week. What What more could you ever ask for, you know, with a guy you looked up to your whole life, you know? Like it's it's crazy. Eddie Kingston always bust your balls. Look at you, how <laughs> happy. Yeah, Eddie. You know Eddie Kingston. You're the favorite wrestler. <laughs> Eddie Kingston can suck my ass, you know. And maybe that'll happen facts. Sunday night. I'll tell you right now. Let me now. ask you a question. Did Kevin uh, Owens ever talk to you guys? Did you ever talk to him about it? Yeah, all oh, the yeah. time. Yeah, all the he time. Said, Thanks, buddy. I said, dude, this is not a favor to anybody. These guys are the right guys for the job, and they're doing yeah. a great job. That's what I said. Yeah, I appreciate it, but this is not a favor. No thanks necessary. You guys did it. What, what did Kevin say? We texted one night, I remember, and just talking about how surreal it is that we've both been in clicks with you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. L- like two guys from Quebec, and here we are. Yeah. We've both been running yeah. mates with Chris Jericho on national television. Kevin's angle was so great. It was well, amazing. Danny, what, did you, what do you think? 
Yeah, for me in wrestling, it's kind of always weird how normal things become. Like even with you guys, the second weekend, it just felt natural. Yeah. Same thing with this. Like the first week we did the promo, in my mind, it just, I was like, this feels good. And then by the time the second and third week rolled around, I was like, this just feels like natural. Like Hager, I probably didn't say a word to before I knew I was joining a stable with him. Right. But now he's like, I just love like hanging out with him. (laughs) He's the best. He's the fucking best. It's it's crazy how in wrestling, how natural things come. And I really think a lot of that, I think the best way to form a bond with someone is through shared experience. And I think there's no better shared experience than traveling around the country with people and being on national television, having the time of your life with some people that. And and this is my thing too for this. Like, like I said, like I'm, not great at a lot of things, but I understand chemistry and I just have a feeling I knew this would work. I just did. And that's why I remember that, like we talked about this, Jake, the first time we did the group text, like we texted all the time with the inner circle guys. And then it was with Max and Wardlow when there's the seven of us. I look back at those texts, you go back to great times, but now let's move on to these guys. Do you know these guys? Not really, but this is our thing and it's going to work. I know that you and I would work. We always work. Yeah. It's fucking great. But it's like, like you said, J- Jake Hager and Danny Garcia. Okay, guys, start talking. <laughs> be friends. Oh, be friends. Be friends. It's like dropping the kids off a of kindergarten. Yeah. It don't really is. It really is. What, what do you think, Jake? Because you're the only guy, other guy that was in both, and you're not me. So what do you think about both of our great it, factions? It, it's so cool to to see us like where we start and where we are now like you would never have known like hey three months ago like we didn't really know each other so it's really cool to see the camaraderie and i remember i think it was the first night i think chris you had a match and we closed dynamite and then we stayed out there and did like the dark main event thing Uh, we had you know just like a dark main event thing after your match i think you you had like a singles match and we just were out there the jas and full force Daddy Magic looks over to me and goes, well, I've never done that before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Here's the thing. Like, like even today, we did the backstage thing, um, which is a whole other story. We got that done. But I was like, okay, here's what I want to do. We're going to cut a promo about the uh, anarchy in the arena. We're going to bully some dude wearing a mock shirt hey can you send a mock shirt to the thing <laughs> okay i don't need to start this perfect perfect place for danny garcia to start the promo and promote the pay-per-view usually that's me tonight it was you and you did a great job but that's why it, it works is you need a chance to shine and 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 does daddy magic and does cool and Ange, and it's like the one thing that I can always pat myself on the back for is that like, I don't have to be in the spotlight. This is about all of us. And I think we've done a great job and everybody gets something. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets something. Last week, like Jake doesn't talk, but last week, behind me on Rampage, if Regal's gonna fuck around and if Santana's gonna try and attack me and if Eddie King's gonna call me, I got Jake Hager behind me. We're all getting a spotlight. I think we've done a good job of that. Absolutely. Like it, it's, it's all there. Like that's a testament to you and just being like, oh, you you know, spread it out to make sure that we all have an identity, especially at the beginning. It's like you were saying earlier, like, how do you know if you can trust us with this stuff? Well, you know, throw them in the deep end and see if they can swim or not. You have to do it. You know what I mean? You have to. I have a question. So on, on the first night when we all did the thing, San Antonio? yeah, you had mentioned 
I don't think I dreamt this. You said that Jake had saved your life. That's a pro wrestling version. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know the story. We'll tell. All right. Here's how we're going to end the show. And there's a whole thing I want to talk about with Danny, but we'll do another show just on our own. Here's how we'll end the show. I said that Jake Hager saved my life in, was it Abu Dhabi? Where the fuck were we? Yeah, I think Margot Robbie in Abu Dhabi. Dubai. Dubai. It was Abu Dhabi. So, here's the story that I tell that Jake Hager saved my life. And I'm going to tell a little bit, and I'm going to pass it over to you. This is this is our last our last story for the show. So we go to Abu Dhabi, and we're there for f- a week or five days or something. We had three shows, whatever it was, and they're bought by. Um, oil baron, Saudi princes, whatever they are. There's 50 people in the crowd. There's nobody there, but they paid big money to have us. And we're there for a week. And there's all these things to do and lots of trouble to get into and blah, 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 blah. So Jake and I have been friends for a long time. We've had a lot of experiences that we don't need to tell right now, nor should we tell them. Um, Finally, there's a guy at this club that we're at. Me, Jake. Primo. Orlando, Ultimate Optimist, <laughs> Mike Kyoto. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. That's another story that we won't the tell. Optimist, Mike <laughs> and there's this guy who's being an asshole, and he's yelling and screaming, blah blah. And Getting real touchy, like, grabbing people. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm done. So I get up. You guys understand? Being Canadians, <laughs> I walk past the guy, and as I walk past him, I give him the best hip check of my life. Yeah. I hit this guy with my hip. He goes into the wall. He's going, flying. You motherfucker! I'm gonna be waiting for you. So we go downstairs, uh, elevator down to the bottom floor. The sun is coming up, and here he is waiting with his friends. And he says <laughs> hours me, later, hours later, or whatever. Yeah, he goes. My dad owns 27 percent of this company, and I'm putting a bounty on your head. In the next 24 hours, you are going to be killed. And I'm gonna pay him seven million dollars. And I was like, I went to Larry David mode. I was like, seven million dollars? Is that good? <laughs> like if it was Brad Pitt, would it be thirty million dollars? <laughs> if it was like a job, would be one million. Yeah, what's a what's a normal American murder rate? <laughs> anyway, so we're arguing with this guy, and Jake is behind me. So you take it over. How, what happened? And so, like, the whole time, this guy is bragging about how his dad owns this company and how he's a sheik, he's a sheik this, and he's got, like, some Toys R Us bodyguards with him. (laughs) (laughs) And and so, like, the club security, like, has us separated. He's running his mouth. And all of a sudden, this, like, junker that your high school girlfriend used to drive when she first got her driver's license, like, pulls up (laughs) next to all these Lamborghinis and, like, I mean, we even had like a black SUV. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So, so, so let me just. Re- so when I'm arguing with the guy about the seven million, I was gonna f- beat this mother. Ass. I had a room key back with it was a key, old school Winnipeg trick. You put the key. Be- <laughs> Danny's yeah. Not yeah, Buffalo bastard. Buffalo. You put your key in between your fingers and you punch a mother in the face. And I remember Jake going, "Don't do it, man. This is the Wild West." They will kill you here. It's true. They'll hang you. And I was like, the only reason why I didn't take a wild swing with my stupid key was because Jake told me not to. And that's how Jake Hager saved my life. 
Nah. You did though. Oh, man. And listen, he had he owned, he owned twenty percent seven percent of the company, whatever, with his old junker. Anyways, point being, if he had not told me not to fight this guy, I would have fought in him, and who knows what would have happened. So therefore, in pro wrestling logic. Jake Hager saved my life. I love it. In Dubai, and that's pretty exotic. It sounds like a James Bond movie. That's pretty much the same thing as you seeing a red dot on your chest and me diving and getting, <laughs> like, as the shot's coming, you like, know? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. You took the shot for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shot same for. thing. You caught the bullet yeah. in your teeth. In his teeth. In his teeth. All right, we're going to end it off with this. Take a break to give the mic to fucking Daddy Magic. What we got? How long has it been? 12 weeks? 12 weeks. Okay, I want the whole thing. All right. 12 weeks, the whole thing. Give me the thing. The Jericho Appreciation Society. For over 12 weeks, the recognized symbol of excellence for sports. Entertainers. Entertainers. <laughs> Woo! Get started. Oh, yeah. <laughs>